0: To the Louisville clemens chamber of commerce podcast your local business community resource my name is denise heidel not only do i serve as your podcast host but i'm also the executive director of the Louisville clemens chamber of commerce on behalf of the chamber thank you for listening and for your support of the chamber of business community hi everybody this is denise heidel and i am live with our podcast today with my guest cyrus bush um, Cyrus and I are going to be talking today about Optimism Month. April is Optimism Month. And, you know, we know that there's a lot of power in optimism. And specifically, we're going to talk about how optimism impacts the success of a business. Cyrus, thanks so much for being with me today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: So I feel like you are like one of those people in the chamber. Everybody knows Cyrus, everybody knows what Cyrus does, but I know not everybody does. So, will you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us what you do. And I know you're recording from your beautiful home office. I, uh, I think you're the most beautiful office in the world. So,
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're feeling very generous today. So, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I do mindset coaching or success coaching with folks who are looking for more fulfillment, more abundance in their relationships and in their business. And that comes out of my experience as a hospital chaplain. When I retired from chaplaincy, I thought I want to help people manage their lives and deal with the things that can get them down and then cause them self-sabotage and limiting beliefs and pain. And so I started doing that about five years ago. And I I work with clients either on Zoom online or here in my office and uh, see some amazing results.
0: That's great. Well, that's the whole reason I asked you to be a part of this conversation, because I know that optimism is truly central to what you do day in and day out. And, of course, anybody who spends five minutes with you knows that you really strive to look at the optimistic side of life and try to look for the positive. And it's a very admirable trait of yours, Cyrus. So once again clemens community day is right around the corner join us on saturday april 29th from 10 a.m to 2 p.m at the jerry long family ymca not only can you visit clemens community day and meet over 100 local vendors play games and enjoy great food and music you can also visit the clemens farmers market who will also be kicking off their season at the same time and location it's double the fun two events in one spot We only have a few vendor spaces left, so if you haven't reserved your spot yet, please contact the Chamber Office at 336-970-5100. If you don't plan to participate as a vendor, stop by. While admission is free, we encourage all guests to bring two food items to donate to the Clemens Food Pantry. Once again, Clemens Community Day is on Saturday, April 29th from 10 to 2 at the Jerry Long Family YMCA. We can't wait to see you um so we know that optimism can impact our personal lives so just give us a brief rundown i mean obviously we know better relationships better communication better health better sleep all of those things are impacted um Mm -hmm. in our personal lives do you do you have any other um benefits of being optimistic
1: well it's interesting i've just been focusing on that a lot since, since our last conversation and i was listening to some podcasts or some interviews and uh optimism, not just with the business, but life you have a longer life. They say 5.4% longer lifespan and then also a 10% greater chance of living to your 90s. So that's a, an added bonus. Uh, and it's one of the greatest stress busters. So gratitude and optimism is one of the best stress busters uh, around.
0: Mm-hmm. It really is. But we live in such a negative world. It's, it's hard to get the strength sometimes to be optimistic because sometimes it feels easier to get lost in the weeds and the depressing news. And what's the point of being um, happy or looking for anything positive? There's nothing positive in this. And I mean, we all know those people, but honestly, they're exhausting to be around.
1: That's true. That's I I call them the Eeyores, you know, Mm Christopher Robin (laughs) Eeyore. Thanks for noticing me.
0: well, the the point of our podcast today is specifically about optimism in the workplace. So um, let's let's talk about that. So when you're coaching people from a professional perspective, can you give us some of the tips you might share?
1: Well, uh, one of the things that I focus on that helps people to be optimistic is to listen to the voice that is negative. And that's a beautiful thing about the work I do. I use a modality called emotional freedom techniques. And with that, you can look for what's causing this negativity in the person. And it usually stems from a painful or negative experience earlier in life. And when you can address that and reduce the impact of that memory, the way it's affecting you consciously or subconsciously, then it changes the way you're showing up for yourself and for other people. That's one of the main things that I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I encourage people to do a number of things. I mean, um, focus on your successes. Someone has said, why not do a, rather than a to-do list, a ta-da list, you know? So at the yeah. end of the day, do a ta-da and, and list the just the little things. It's amazing. If you look back in the course of the day, you have done so many things, but we we don't take the time to celebrate that. Very often, we don't. Um. Find a role model. Find someone that you can uh, be around, whose energy and whose insight is going to help you, going to li- lift you up. And I also remind people that E plus I equals R. It's a it's a formula event plus interpretation equals the response or or the result. And so if you're positive, if you're optimistic, you're going to say, well, this was one time thing, you know, maybe she was just in a bad mood and you're going to respond with curiosity and compassion maybe. But if you are negative, the event, if you interpret that as, oh, she really wanted to hurt me, she's got it out for me, or I'm really a bad person or something, then your reaction, your response is going to be um negative
0: Mm -hmm. and that negativity will have an impact on your productivity because you get lost in the weeds of the um you know the that what if and that how could they and that whole negative mindset that distracts you from actually focusing whereas an optimism will keep propelling you forward
1: yeah so true yeah yeah. That's true. And you know, Denise, when you are in the negative frame of mind, that the amygdala, the fight or flight part of our brain, is it's activated because it's wanting to protect us from other attacks or from being hurt. And so when that's the case, the part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, where our, our executive center is, where we make all these brilliant decisions, it's offline, essentially. And so when you can calm that uh, fear and uh, anger and frustration down, then you get back to a better place for being productive, for making good decisions and being effective.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that um, being in that negative mindset is a, it really boils down to being reactive versus proactive.
1: I think that's a good way to summarize that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, so thinking of the positive, thinking of the positive, not only improves productivity, but also overall job satisfaction. I mean, we've all been there. We've all had that job where going to work was just a form of torture. It was just that, that really negative experience. And um, I got a funny story to tell you. So I, years ago, worked in customer service, which is like the breeding ground for negative, (laughs) negative thoughts, right? (laughs) Yeah. Working customer service is not for the faint of heart, right? <laughs> I hear. And I worked a product line that was constantly back And so oh, I had all these businesses who were so angry at me day after day, week after week, because I couldn't fulfill their, their orders because I I mean, I'm like, I, I don't make the product. I don't have it, <laughs> you know? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah a friend of mine and I we came up with this silly thing it was you know it was we were we were selling underwear okay and so we mm-hmm. would say eh, it's just underwear I mean there's no reason to stay upset about it and take it home and let it affect our ha- home and families and and all of that mm-hmm. so It's just underwear. And so even though I haven't worked in this company for 20 something years and my Um, girlfriend and I were both in totally different industries now, every now and then, if we're having a bad day, eh, it's just underwear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all in how you frame it, how you look at it and the, you know, the way you interpret it because you can take it personally. And a lot of people show up, you know, road rage, you people that you encounter, not Mm -hmm. just at work but anywhere. Uh, stuff's going on with them and they're, the way they react a lot of times is more about what's going on inside of them and the way they treat you is a reflection of the way they treat themselves probably because they're not fulfilled, they they don't love themselves, they don't feel loved, they don't feel like they're enough and so they're taking it out on those around them and if we can have compassion, if we can realize that's going on, that goes a long way okay.
0: and also, our, go ahead, I was going to say, especially in the workforce, I mean, because, you know, it's, we spend way too much time at our jobs to, to react negatively to every single person who's having a bad day.
1: So true. And I heard something recently, someone was talking about, we have this tendency, tendency to say, oh, I have to do blah, 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 or I have to do this or that. And why not substitute I get to do this because there are people who would give what, whatever to have the chance to do what you're doing, to be able to get up and get in, get dressed and of their own uh, free will and and under their own power. Uh, So there's always the possibility of uh, changing that. And that's a real uh, game changer, I think, for the attitude
0: I agree. I love that whole get to versus have to mindset. It, it really does make a difference. Uh, I've used that one myself. So I, uh, before we, I have a whole list of, you know, things that optimism can impact in the workplace, but I think it's <laughs> a good place to talk about a book we both seem to love, which is The Energy Bus. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll at home. I'm, I'm recording.
1: Oh, no. Oh, today. no. I
0: don't have my copy here. Well, um, do
1: you want the do you remember the the rules yet?
0: I don't remember all the rules. Why don't, why don't you why don't you give us a rundown of the books? Oh choose- shoot, I don't know.
1: I've, we've got a list of all of the shoot shoot shoot. Fair well, the first one is the main one is that you are you get to be the driver of your bus. That's right. And as the driver of your boy, bus, you get to choose your attitude and you get to choose your energy that you bring to your bus, and that has a lot of far-reaching impact. Yeah. Uh, uh, rule number two is uh, desire, vision, and focus. Move your bus in the right direction. And the, um, does that ring a bell there?
0: Yep. yep. I Have love it. So. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, number three, fuel your ride with positive energy. So if you've got the positive energy, it's going to affect, uh, I guess, miles per gallon. <laughs> so fuel right. it with positive energy.
0: And let me let me put a pin here real quick and let everybody, if you've not read The Energy Bus, you need to go get a copy. Yes. It is such a wonderful book, and I don't normally subscribe to the self-help books, but John Gordon is the author, and it's J-O-N, John Gordon, and he wrote this book like a short story, so mm-hmm. that's what makes it a really fun, easy read. I, I got through that book in two hours. It's it's really not a big long book. It's not complicated. It's not boring, and because it's told as a short story, it's very 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 easy to relate to. And yeah. so, I mean, he put it in like a almost like a real life application short story that all of us can relate to. So, um, so you've gone through the first three. So keep going for us, Cyrus. Well,
1: <laughs> now lost my my question. No, it reminded me of a reference that he made to. Abraham Lincoln and, you know, Abraham Lincoln had depression. He had nervous breakdowns. He's he lost a lot of elections. He had bankruptcy uh, before he ever became the president of the United States. And this quote from him, I love, I'm not bound to win. I am bound to be true. I am not bound to succeed, but I am bound to live up to the light that I have. Mm -hmm. And I think the way you frame things, if, you know, If it's bigger than life and you've got to always keep proving yourself, then that's going to get you down. But just reframing that like he did.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, we, you know, we're we're all, you know, in our respective corners of the world, we all have, you know, our own unique set of challenges. Um, But the way we respond to them is really just. It drives everything. We don't have to stay in a place of negativity we don't have to stay and that's the great thing about where you know we all you know we live you know we're we're in america you know land of dreams and possibilities right
1: <laughs> so, right well and that's true right. if you if you think you don't have options and right. that can be in business it can be in relationships also right. but if you feel like you're in prison if you feel like there's nothing uh for you then that is going to be so impactful in a negative way mm-hmm. uh, won't get up and soar. You won't show up as your true self. You won't make the impact that you could or should.
0: Yeah. So when we talk about optimism in the workplace, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, and I think the energy bus is a great segue into this one, is problem solving. You know, I mean, here was the story about a man who, who had a problem at work, And it was only when he realized he was driving his own bus, who he led on his bus, what direction the bus was going in, that he could start to put um, action behind how to solve a problem in a creative way that would bring positive results. And it wasn't negative. It was a winning situation once he he really understood the elements and the rules of driving his own bus. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and he
1: learned that he learned yeah. to not let energy vampires on the bus Life. so you can you can limit who you hang around with and who you allow in your inner close circle mm-hmm. and he learned mm-hmm. to lead with his heart and if you love the people on your bus if you genuinely care for the people on your bus that is transformative
0: it is so, you know, you and I are on the same page about this. I mean, we both love this book. It's um, a really phenomenal book. And in fact, I think Emily Davis brought it up when she presented at the February chamber meeting. And I got so excited. Yeah, somebody else knows the energy bus. I love it. Had you read it before she made the recommendation or had you read it? I read before? it
1: after you mentioned it to me oh, last okay. year. Or something. Oh, yes. Okay. I read it before. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Bye-bye. it's such a great, great book. Um, but you know, it's easy to say all this stuff about how optimism in the workplace, you know, can bring about so much more than, you know, letting yourself stay in the negative, but it's easier said than done. Sometimes we're just so emotionally tired. So, um, Cyrus, I'm leaning on you for this one. So what are some ways that we can be more optimistic in the face of circumstances? And, you know, we all know the whole analogy of, you know, is the glass half empty or is it half full? You know, I mean, technically speaking, you know, I I read something one time, it was a meme that said, nobody takes into consideration that the glass is always full because it's half full of water, half full of air.
1: (laughs) I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that. That's terrific. Yeah, it's always full. Cool, it's always
0: full. Cool.
1: <laughs> so uh, you know, yeah, there are different ways that we can change our uh, what frame of mind. Uh, there's been some research done. You know, you if you stand like Superman or Superwoman or super or Wonder Woman for two minutes, it changes your mindset. Also, if you look up if you look up, raise your hand straight up and you smile for 20 seconds, that changes the way you're feeling. It looks weird, it feels weird, <laughs> but try it when you're by yourself. If you just look straight up and smile, it will change the way you're feeling. I did that uh, reminded, I hadn't done it in forever, but then I was getting ready for this. Stuff. So I tried it yesterday and I thought, dang, that <laughs> it really does uh, change the way you're feeling. Uh, challenge negative thoughts you don't have to settle for the negative thoughts as they come by you can challenge them you can say well this is probably it could just be a one time event it doesn't have to be a pattern necessarily so challenge the negative thoughts as they come along and focus on the solutions you know rather than think oh i'm doomed there's you know focus on the solutions there's there's a way out
0: that is a hugely powerful thing. And we're going to um, hopefully have an episode on that down the road. But, you know, I know from my work that I did pre-chamber, I worked for a Great Clips franchise, and that was a big part of the 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 thing. We did the energy bus with all the salon managers and, um, you know, and it was all about the culture building within the salon. And we had this rule. You can bring a problem, but if you bring a problem, you have to bring a solution. At oh, least yeah. a proposal. It may not be the solution, but you've got you can't just bring problems, you know. Right. You gotta bring a solution too. And you know, sometimes it's not necessarily that there's an easy solution that um everybody, you know, oh yeah, that's that's exactly it. Sometimes it's a okay, we could do this, we could do this. Bring a couple of options to the table and let's talk them out, but just don't always bring the problem. Sometimes right. you got to carry a solution with you, too. And that in and of itself is a form of optimism because you're you're seeing that, yes, there's a problem. You're acknowledging, yes, there's a problem, but it doesn't have to stay a problem.
1: Right. Yeah, I like that. You made me think of a period of time in my life when I did insurance sales. I, I helped people who are Medicare connect with a supplement that would fill the gap that Medicare leaves. And so one of the things I learned in the process of becoming, it was door to door back when I did it, <laughs> you could go door to door. And uh, our leader said, well, if you, you know, if you've got problems at home or personal problems, leave those outside the door, you know, you, they're they're real, but leave those outside the door, because when you go in and you're working with these people, trying to help them sort through stuff, that doesn't need to be a part of the mix. So sure, things are going on, but you don't have to keep focusing on those. Another thing is you you don't have to dwell on the past, you know? Uh, <laughs> so what's gone is gone. And uh, I, I you remind people of that all the time and avoid the blame game. Well, we it's like the
0: windshield's bigger than the rear view mirror for a reason.
1: <laughs> I love that for a very good reason. The windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror and the avoid the word I should have. Have you ever thought about that? If you yeah. use, I should have, there's the uh, implied uh, idea that there's blame there for, for you. If you say, oh, I should have, then you're blaming yourself. So try say, I could have, or it might have been good, blah, 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 mm-hmm. if I had.
0: Yeah, you, you don't have that that time machine. Nobody's got their DeLorean that they can go back and fix it, right?
1: <laughs> I <laughs> so. saw one of those. I was going to work one day, and I was on the i forty. And somebody had been coming up 52. They were getting off of 52, uh, merging onto I 40, and it was a DeLorean. And I, it felt like I was doing time travel there for a minute. <laughs> yep. Back to the future all over again. <laughs>
0: okay, behind the wheel, that's the question, right?
1: <laughs> uh, I was che- what, checking to see how fast he got before he entered the. <laughs> oh, if he gets 87. Yeah, uh, uh, it was 88.
0: 88. I was really 88. remember. yeah. <laughs> um oh how funny my, my first car i um i never could get to 88 it was it was flashing i had a digital dashboard that always flashed at me when i hit 85 which everybody thinks is funny because i'm a really slow driver now but i never could hit that 88 <laughs> <laughs> it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't register anything higher <laughs> i
1: wonder how many car accidents occurred because <laughs> of that stupid
0: <laughs> i know right
1: uh-huh. Anyway, I'm sorry for the diversion.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I think everybody knows me well enough to know by now I have a raging case of shiny object syndrome, <laughs> but, but that's optimistic. I'm happy it about it. It is. That. It's you right. Know? Yes.
1: So have fun Indulge the inner child.
0: That's right. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So, um, but another thing I want to talk about, you actually brought this up early in the conversation was about gratitude. I know that plays a huge part of an optimistic mindset. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, I I started a, a gratitude journal, I don't know how many years ago, before it was all that popular. But at the end of the day, I take time to write down two or three or more things that happened for me in that day and when I'm feeling grateful, I think things must change physiologically. I think there's change inside of you, your chemistry, body chemistry. I don't have science proof behind that, but it's just uh, <clears throat> my thought and my belief. And so when we live with an attitude of gratitude, it colors our day. It colors the way we show up for ourselves and, and for others. And so you're looking on the bright side. You're looking for um. Uh, the positive instead of the negative when you have, when you spend time to be grateful.
0: Yeah, it, it really, there's no room for a negative mindset when you're genuinely trying to find things to be grateful for. I did a challenge on Facebook years ago and it it's popping up in my Facebook memories right now because it was a 100 happy days challenge. Yeah. So for 100 days, you were supposed to post on Facebook or your social media with that hashtag 100 straight days of something that made you happy that day. Mm-hmm. And so and some days I remember doing it and at the beginning. It was like so easy, you know, by the time, you know, you to today's 60 ish, you're like, okay, this is getting really, really hard. Cause you couldn't repeat yourself. And, and I mean, it was, it's funny looking at my Facebook memories. Now, some of the stuff I said I was happy about, I mean, I was, being thankful for my coffee maker, which I'm thankful for that every single day. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> me too. But me too.
0: Something as silly as my comb. Okay, I'm and I'm not joking, Cyrus. My comb. I, I I've had my comb since I was 12 years old. Oh. It's a wide-tooth comb that I absolutely love. If I would be lost without it. <laughs> I had a three-day window when I did think I lost it in New York City and um, thankfully I found it it was like stuck in the side of a of a suitcase but um, that comb is was something that I said I was happy about I mean it's just silly little things like that Uh, but you know thankful for you know the fact that I don't know we have this technology that enables us to have this conversation and You know, there's so many
1: that and as you're saying that I'm a part of me is saying, yeah, but yeah, but because if someone's listening to this, they're going to say, I can't stay positive. It's not real. It seems artificial. And so it's to me, it's like exercising a muscle Uh, and it's not ignoring the fact that there are negative, bad things in the world. It's not uh, a rosy panacea, you know, kind of view of the world. Uh, It's just recognizing that I don't want to be stuck in the negativity. I I acknowledge that there's pain. I acknowledge there's suffering. I acknowledge that there are lots of things that I could be down about. And certainly there are lots of things I'm concerned about. But as you were saying earlier, you don't have to stay in the weeds and you don't have to stay in it. But just recognizing it's a spectrum and uh, looking and working toward balance, I think, is a really good goal for me. And uh, I would recommend it.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, Well, you know, again, April is Optimism Month. And so, you know, my personal challenge to anybody who listens is whether it's April or not, whenever you listen to this episode, (laughs) is to look for ways to be positive. And I know you're eager to talk to anybody who needs a little help and coaching to make that mind shift switch. Right, Cyrus?
1: Correct. That's true.
0: So how can somebody reach out to you if they need to have a little bit of help?
1: Well, they can find me on my Facebook, business Facebook page, Cyrus Bush, coach slash mentor. And my website is cyrusbush.com. I'm on Instagram, Cyrus Bush. I think it's coach mentor there also. And my phone number is... <laughs> <laughs> Or you can meet at the Chamber of Commerce meeting. Yes,
0: in the Chamber of Commerce meeting. Um, Cyrus is a uh, regular at our monthly Tuesday meeting and, um, and also I love them. Participates in our Wednesday lunchtime leads group. So, um, anyway, Cyrus, it's always delightful to talk to you and um, I appreciate the wisdom you bring to the table and just that you're always smiling.
1: <laughs> Thank always, you, Denise.
0: Always come to the Chamber with a positive attitude, excited to connect with others and excited about, you know, what's going to happen next. And, you know, it's a very contagious energy about you. And I am very thankful for you.
1: That feels good to hear you say that. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. So that is a wrap for this edition of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Um, I hope to uh, catch you next time. But in the meantime, please make sure you subscribe and share this episode with others. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.